You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. Oftentimes, we really are the only thing standing in our way. This week, we are talking about lack and abundance and the importance of transitioning your mindset from lack and scarcity into abundance and ways to change it. Hello, hello, hello. Happy whatever day it is. Happy Monday. Good to see you again. Good to chat with you again. Um, We appreciate all the feedback we got on last week's episode. We had a good time talking about regrets. I don't know if it was a good time, but we had a time. Um, (laughs) And hopefully you enjoyed it. If not, go back and listen to last week's episode about regrets. Absolutely. Shout out to a whole latte plants who left a very thoughtful comment on the YouTube about... um, his or slash her uh, initial thoughts about boldness and ways to transmute them. It's pretty long, but it's a great conversation starter. And also shout out to Tatiana Richardson um, for commenting on the dark side of positivity the week before. I really love all the engagement and the thoughtfulness behind y'all's comments. Yes, appreciate that. Keep leaving comments. Um, We try to like them, respond to them, read them when we can. Um, And if you have any ideas for topics for the show, also feel free So always let us know what you're thinking as well for that. Um, So this week, as Carly alluded already, we are talking about abundance. We're talking about abundance. Um, We're talking about abundance and uh, scarcity mindset. I think that's something that if you listen to or read a lot of self-help type stuff, um, you hear that a lot. Um, I think it is very important because I think it's one of those things that might not... You might not be aware of until you really pay attention to like how you're moving, what you're saying to yourself and like where that's kind of where that's kind of coming from. Like at your core, are you filled with fear or at your core, are you kind of in a more optimistic place where you feel like you can conquer everything? And I think being able to reveal if you have a lack of abundance or if you have an abundant mindset um, can be a big game changer in how you move forward. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people associate when when we say like lack or scarcity mindset versus abundance with just financials, but it's an entire lifestyle, essentially. And that's actually kind of what inspired this topic in this episode. I was having a conversation with one of my homeboys and he was mentioning how he's finally grown to a place like where he doesn't take it any kind of way or take it as a loss personally for him when the people around him are exceedingly um, and exceptionally successful. Like when they're achieving the big things and getting the, you know, million dollar book deals and getting those big ass projects and all that stuff. He said he used to really take it personally like he was losing, like just because they won, it felt like he was losing and he used to feel a type of way. But he said he noticed in his own growth that, you know, anytime somebody else wins, that doesn't mean that he loses. And ever since he essentially like noticed that and changed his mind that he's been getting like his dream clients and his biggest projects and it's kind of like opened a door in his life. So is that reflective of a scarcity mindset? And if so, how? Absolutely. I think that um, if you are not able to be happy for other people whenever they're being successful, that could be an indicator of a scarcity mindset in the sense of like success is a pie or money is a pie. Like, you know, if somebody wins, then that's less for me to win. And then it becomes competitive instead of just looking at it like, you know, oh, hey, oh that's dope. You know, they're elevating. We can all elevate. Look what I can do. It kind of just depends on the way you're looking at it. And so he was definitely looking at it in a scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think 
to your point, a lot of times we do think about scarcity mindset as far as like money, or at least that's perhaps an easier way to think about it. Um, when you find yourself feeling like, oh, I don't want to get this thing because, you know, I don't want to use too much money for that. Um, and sometimes it's there's smart decisions and there's decisions that come from scarcity mindset too. So I actually will want to hear what's your thoughts on that. But let's say if we're talking about, especially if it's investing in yourself or in your business, right? I think that's really where you can tell versus I'm not saying like, oh, should I just, you know, spend $1,000 on this plane ticket today? But sometimes it's like, hmm, here's a seminar should I, I don't really want to spend $20 on that. Like, um, or I could really use an assistant. I don't want to spend money on that. But these are things that are actually investments. So that could potentially be um, a sign of a scarcity mindset when you think about, you know, being afraid to spend money. Absolutely. And I think that's the easiest way to notice if you're thinking from lack versus abundance. If you hear language like, oh, man, I'm broke or man, I can't afford that or man, that's so expensive. When you think about investing, like initially, yes, a thousand dollars sounds like a huge investment into something. But in my own life, I invested like eight hundred dollars in a dynamic mindfulness seminar and like learning how to teach mindfulness, learning the basics, the scientific research behind it. And since then, I've probably 10x how much money I've made back just from that one initial investment. And so if I was looking at it from scarcity, like, no, technically, I probably did. It probably could have used that $800 to pay down debt or to put in a savings account or something. But, you know, by using an abundance mindset, I was able to invest in something and then get my investment back like 10 times over. Mm -hmm. And I also think it's important to mention that you can have a lot of things, money, um, be abundant with material things, whatever, and still have a scarcity mindset. Um, mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think it's something that's reflective of where you really are in your life or with your finances or whatever it may be. Um, and one of the things I hear people often say is like the more money they get, the more they're like actually just kind of fearful of losing it or scared mm -hmm. about like holding on to it. Um, that's also scarcity mindset. I was talking to some friends a few days ago. And I was like, man, I found myself starting to be in that space where instead of feeling like excited about having more business, I started to think more about like, oh, man, I got to do everything to keep this or I don't want to lose it. And so I do see how easily you can even slip back into that mindset or be in that space, even when you have the things or when you're taken care of. Right. So it may have been that having uh, $10 in my account, I was like stressed out and you can be just as stressed out having $10,000 in your account. Um, and it's just so funny how that can happen when you have so much more. And yet it's really all um, reflective of your mindset. Do you feel like you have an ab abundant mindset now? Um, I think it would be on a scale. Um, and I think I'm not all the way down on scarcity. I'm probably not at a hundred percent like feeling abundant. Um, but I do recognize that when I'm like really feeling like my best, my clearest and all that mentally, I am in a space of feeling like grateful, feeling like, oh yeah, I can get anything I want or, you know, and I think sometimes you might just feel less confident or have a little bit less esteem and that could be from hormones to, like, whatever going on, right? So I mm -hmm. think it kind of can go back and forth sometimes to where it's just a matter of really being conscious of, of where you are and either recognizing, like, sometimes I'll be like, you know what, like, I know I'm kind of thinking about it the wrong way. What can I do to kind of get out of that? But at least I'll recognize it. Um, or if I'm in a good space, I try to enjoy myself being in that space when I can. So I think it can fluctuate, but I will say that I think, yes, I can kind of identify when I'm in a, you know, one space or the other. 
What are some of the like monikers or the telltale signs for you that you've slipped back into that, you know, lack mindset? Like you just mentioned one, like you're getting scared of losing something mm-hmm. as opposed to being exciting. What are some other ones that you notice in yourself? I think it's when I feel emotions of fear in, in general, right? Because it's also, let's say we've been talking about money. This can all be very true of relationships in the same way where it's like if you're starting to be worried about like what are they doing, who are they talking to, things like that, that can be kind of coming from a scarcity mindset or scarcity mindset of like you may not feel like enough. I think that's also reflective Mm -hmm. of that. Um, And so I think it's always emotion based, right? If I'm feeling worried about something, if I'm feeling afraid of something, then that means I'm basically coming from that space because I don't ever see how... If you're really feeling happy or grateful about a thing, you can't also be scared at the same time. Um, so I think that's what the is kind of the notifier is feeling those emotions. Absolutely, I was about to say the like not feeling enough or being scared of change or you know what if this doesn't work out. I feel like another one is like always kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like oh this is good, but just waiting for it to be bad. Um, feeling stingy, like with your time and energy could also be a sign that you're in a lack or a scarcity, um, mentality. Like, I don't have time for that. I always, you know, you sound like the rabbit on Alice in Wonderland. Like you Mm -hmm. always got to be somewhere. You don't have time for your friends or time for things that are important to you. So just kind of looking at all of those signs in your life and in those situations. Yeah. And with that last thing, for example, I can tell you, like, I'm a super abundant place with that. Like I just added another, um, activity to my weekly, like my week to week routine And so I've added in so many things. Like I go to a workout three times a week. I do see my friends multiple times a week. I do still watch like a couple hours of Netflix every day. And I am doing like 10 to 13 hours sometimes of work every day. So like somehow it's like the more things I put on my schedule, the more more I just get done more efficiently. But I also am scheduling and having time for other things. Um, so that's been very interesting and something that's been very different lately is that I recognize like, oh, I can't do anything. So like the other day when I was thinking about another hobby I wanted to do, I just looked at my schedule and was like, oh, I could fit it this time. And I just did it. So I know like I can do whatever I want to do with my time. It's just a matter of being intentional about it. Um, and now just knowing like, all right, you have less time to waste on getting certain things done. Um, but it just allows me to be more effective. And I think that that's such a beautiful place to be in. And it takes a lot of work, like getting over a scarcity uh, mindset or a, a lack of lack mentality is not easy because, you know, if you grow up without having money or if you grow up around, pe- you know, parents who are super stressed all the time about time and money man- management and all of those things, like it's really easy to adopt those habits, mm-hmm. especially in this capitalistic society that we live in. But it's getting out of that victim mentality, like focusing on all the negatives and on all the you know, limitations that you have and kind of opening your mind up to the positives and the things that you can do. I like that you say, you know, I I can do anything I want to and I have to still be efficient with my time because I still got to get shit done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just it just makes me do better. I don't know. The more the more I do what I want to do, I just I guess I'm more accountable to time um, with certain other things. So I don't know. Somehow it works. I'm not like abandoning anything um, by adding more to it. And then with other things, you just have to be more thoughtful as far as like planning, like maybe a trip or doing something extra. Um, It's just being thoughtful, thinking ahead and, you know, deciding to do something and then just figuring it out. Like, how is it going to work? And maybe not thinking so much about the how actually, but just kind of knowing that it will work and that you have that coming up. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of times focusing on the how is actually what messes us up because we don't necessarily know how to transition our mindset to this thing. But if we focus on what's important and on what matters and on what we can do in the moment, then it opens up, you know, a whole new realm of possibilities. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this today, because I feel like it's so important that we shift our perspectives from, you know, these limitations and all of these things that are holding us back, which is essentially just ourselves holding us back into, you know, things that we can do. So what would you say a, a scarcity mindset is holding you back from? A scarcity mindset is holding you back from new opportunities, is holding you back from um, new possibilities in your life. It's really holding on to this victim mentality of like, I can't do this or I can only have this. And whenever we hold on to those things, like I only have so much time to spend or I only have so much money, it really limits you. And if you think about the universe, the universe responds to energy. And if you walking around all day with this energy of I can't, like, Money and time are not going to come freely to you. Like, money yeah. doesn't want to come hang out with you if you're like, man, I'm, you know, I, I'm so stretched for money. Money is so bad. All these things. It's like, you know, really just changing our, our energetic perspective on all of it. Yeah, and I think it really can be an energy thing because, again, like, that can be a fact of life, right? Like, I, I do have somebody I know right now who is in a space where it's like er, there's so much to do and so many things going on, and I can't make space for this. I can't do that. I can't do this. And it, while at the same time you're like, yes, I get that, like you don't, you really don't have that much time, it's also like, man, but to always hear you say that all the time or, you know, I bet if you changed how you were saying things, like potentially there could be a different perspective that you have to that. And yet it's also like something where I'm, it's not necessarily my place or like something that I can change for another person either. Um, and it doesn't help when, uh, like I'll say like, man, why are you why are you complaining so much? Or like, you know, it's, it's you know because it's like good things happening, but it adds a lot more to you and more things to do, and it's stressful. And I get that, um, but then they would get mad at that. So it's like, you know, all right, um, you know, do what you can do, I guess. And and if that's the approach that you need to have to it, then maybe that's the approach you need to have to it. Um, I understand that. I've been in that space before too. And or there is times where it's like I have so much to do, like no, I can't do that thing. Mm -hmm. But to always kind of say it like that or like. I don't know, to kind of keep yourself in that space feels, I don't know, it feels like there's a better a better way to move around in that space. Yeah, and it's really transitioning from that survival to surviving to thriving mindset, like in the sense of like, yes, you have to do what you have to do to survive and to pay bills and take care of yourself and your kids and family if you have that. You know, whatever you need to do, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying there's a better outlook and perspective that you can have that, you know, creates that energy to help your life feel a little bit better um, where you can, you know, start to pursue hobbies and spend time with friends and maybe spend time doing mindfulness at the beach or, you know, whatever feels good for you. It's creating a life that feels good for you. Mm -hmm. And again, I think I was kind of saying this early, but I might be saying it a different way now, but I think it is very important to also recognize that um, having having a scarcity mindset is not the same as, like, you actually not having it. Like, it, that doesn't have to equal, if that makes sense, what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, it's not it, – we're not talking about, like, um, our episode the other day where it's, like, pretending to be positive about it or pretending, like, everything's going to be okay. I don't think that's the thing at all. Um, it's just about, like, how do you reset, like, this perspective from which you see the things. So it's like, yes, this is the reality. I have – $20 until next week might be the reality. And yet, if you're coming from more of an abundant mindset, you start to think more possibilities or you start to, you're kind of like more open to the solutions or, you know, um, I think it's during those times in my life that I've always had like the most kind of breakthroughs because all of a sudden you think of the perfect name of like, oh, I can ask this person if I can work with them on this or um, 
back when it would be like, okay, how can I figure out more money? I'd immediately remember an old conversation, hit them up and see like, oh, do they still want to do uh, some type of work or whatever it might be, right? And so it's about coming from a space where um, you're figuring it out or you're like, you're still moving forward or you still know and recognize that there is things there um, for you to find and grab a hold of. Absolutely. And I like that like, it's not just that you don't have something. It's that even when you have it, you still have a mentality that you're going to lose it or you got to fight for it or you got to protect it or you got to be stingy with it because it's not guaranteed. And so, you know, it could be. And it's not either. You're right. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> like, it's not guaranteed. But it's also not. whatever happens is like, OK, like that is what's happening. Um, An abundance mindset says, well, maybe that's making space for something else or and or I mean, there's just just always lots of other opportunities that you can have. Exactly. But if you're always having this, you know, scarcity mindset of like losing something or feeling unworthy about it, you could sabotage a great like a beautiful relationship. You could sabotage great friendships just because you are projecting your own feelings of unworthiness and lack onto other people, onto situations, to business deals, etc. And so it's worth examining, like even if you feel like, man, financially, I'm good, like I'm OK, like, you know, there might be another area of your life where you do, in fact, have this lack mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, another space um where I, it, re- it reflects where I feel like it does show that I am in more of a, an, an abundant space or like mindset space is the fact that no matter what I have to do I still go to bed by a certain time mm-hmm. like I don't try to like stay up all night I don't try to push through things like if I'm not feeling it because I know when I wake up and my mind's much more clear and sharp that I'll get the thing done probably much more quickly that or it's like They'll be okay. And when it gets done, it, it will get done. And not saying that in an irresponsible way. It's just that for me to take care of myself makes more sense. And so recognizing that I do that and, like, putting yourself first also is kind of, I think, reflective um, of more of an abundant mindset versus you feeling like you have to sacrifice and get all frizzled and frazzled uh, to do things and get things done. Man, and I think about all them all-nighters I pulled in college trying to, you know, push through when, in fact, yeah, I never did it. I, see, I did, and <laughs> I thought it was cool, but then I got older, and I was like, this just feels dumb. Like, I feel like I'm not as intelligent, like I'm slower and all this, but then there's so much scientific research in behind, like, the state of mind that having a lack mentality or um, a scarcity mindset kind of puts you in, like, decreases your IQ, uh, helps erode your confidence, and just doesn't allow you to show up as your best self in situations. Um mm-hmm. There was a behavioral scientist, uh, a couple of them actually, who had some like 400 low income participants think about like this, like they said, man, okay, we want you to take this test. But right before they took this test, they told them like, hey, you know, man, now now I want you to think about the fact that your car is messed up and you got to pay $1,500 to fix your car. Well, like their uh, researchers had them perform the test. And then on average, they lowered their score by 13 points whenever they added like that extra financial like struggle on top of things. And so just thinking about how many situations in your life you show up as not your best self because you're like worried about trying to cover something else or do something else. Yeah, I think that's one of the downfalls of worrying. It's like you just your attention now is so pulled onto something else that you may not be able to do something about and or like it just it's not helpful to worry, which not saying like we don't worry and that I don't worry, but, um, you know, you just always recognize that it doesn't do anything for you. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of like, um, I think I heard a quote that was like, it's like paying a down payment on something that might not even happen. Mm-hmm. And then my therapist always frames it as like, I know that like neurologically we worry about things because we're trying to protect ourselves from, you know, getting hurt and from going through all these scenarios. Scientifically, it makes sense. 
but you're going through the emotion regardless if the thing is going to happen or not. So if you go through the emotion like, oh, I'm worried my car is going to break down and then your car breaks down, you don't went through it twice or you or it doesn't break down. And then you already went through that unnecessary emotional baggage. For what reason? Mm-hmm. So what we've been talking more about, like the scarcity mindset, but like what is having an abundant mindset do for you? Like if I, well, I guess I'm answering that. So when I have an abundant mindset, I guess, I, I, I guess what I would say, it feels like it just feels like I could do what I want to do um, or that I can do more or can do anything by more. I mean, anything, not like adding more. Um, yeah, maybe you feel like less or, or rather more unstoppable. You feel, yeah, you don't feel like held back. Yeah, you care less. Like, you know how, um, what's that What's that book about not giving a fuck? The art of not giving a fuck or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that kind of is kind of like the mentality of, like, not being so worried and scared and fearful. It's like you just make your moves on and do what you need to do um, and move forward in a way where you're honoring yourself, honoring what you want, honoring your abilities and all of those things. And it's like, you know, you just keep pushing through. That doesn't mean that things won't happen, but you're in a space where you're moving much more quickly, I think, and progressing in a different way than when you're kind of putting, like you said, like these um, unnecessary kind of like blocks in front of you that may not even be real things. Yeah, I think you actually explained it perfectly earlier. It's like being open to possibilities. I think being abundant is being open to new possibilities, not being attached to how certain things have to get done, but knowing that you're taken care of regardless and that things will get handled. And that's not to say you just laying in bed all day and not doing work, but it's just like, you know, you know, like, oh, man, you get this extra bill, like, oh, okay, cool. Well, something about to pop off so I can get this stuff done. Mm-hmm. Or um, in a relationship, you're not preoccupied with feelings of unworthiness or like, oh, man, what they about to do to me. It's just like, let me just enjoy this present moment. It allows you, having an abundant mindset allows you to be present allows you to be open to possibilities, allows you to enjoy the actual moment without being preoccupied with what could go wrong, what might go wrong in the future, like where you didn't, you know, protect yourself. It just kind of allows you to actually be present. Mm -hmm. And I have like real examples for all the ones that you've been using. Because I, even when, let's say if I've had like $500 and I have a $100 bill for something, I enjoy paying my bills. I always enjoy paying my bills and, um, paying like my rent or when I get tickets now, like I just actually just hop in and pay it real quick. Um, and even if my money was low, I've always enjoyed that. I've always enjoyed paying people who work with me. Um, I always enjoy those things because I feel like, I don't know, I feel abundant in that moment of taking care of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do know how it feels to not be able to take care of them. And that's a totally different and stressful situation. And yet, as long as I can, right, if, some, if I owe $25, and I have 28, then I'm feeling good paying it because I can pay it. So I think that probably is reflective of that mindset because you could very easily also be like, dang, I only got a couple dollars left or dang, I got to spend this money. Um, So yeah, just the way you approach even things like that um, is an example of the difference in a mindset with the same situation going on. Um, So what are the ways that we can flip this? Like what are the ways that we can kind of see where we're at and be able to be more on that abundant mindset side. Because again, it is something I think, not necessarily that it's innate, but it's something that we kind of just move through and may not think about or realize. 
I think <laughs> as with anything, the first step is always awareness to kind of notice where you are because anytime it's, we're like exploring things that are seemingly negative or whatever, my first inclination is to be like, no, nah, I don't have that. But then whenever you actually sit back and catalog your life, like look at how you are in your relationships, look at how you are with your time or with your money or with your friends or with new opportunities. It's like, do you feel yourself imposing any limitations or feeling like you can't do something or like you have to do something? Um, so always starting with, with awareness in yourself and then once you notice like where you are it's a practice of kind of reframing those lack and scarcity thoughts and mentalities and those languages so example for the ticket let's say you got $28 you make count you got a $25 ticket you just be like man fuck I gotta pay this $25 ticket I only have three dollars to eat or you could say, man, thank God I got at least $25 in my bank account. I got three extra dollars. I can make some spaghetti to last me through the week. I get paid on Friday. I'm going to be good. Mm-hmm. And kind of just working on reframing those real narratives in your life, you know, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing to do is for sure um, something that I know we probably both do, I for sure do, is just always listening and reading um, mm-hmm. materials that get you in that space. Um, I grew up in a household where my dad had, like, the Brian Tracy uh, tapes and everything, like Tony Robbins, like, when it was, like, the cassette tapes and stuff. And so I used to always think this was so trash as a kid, like, you know, if we're on a road trip and I have to listen to this. Um, and yet, even now, like, reading Brian Tracy, and he had a, he has a couple, like, decently new books as far as, like, not from the 80s. Um, and you read it, and it's so funny, like, when you read these books, it's really just saying, like, just do the thing or, like, you know, it's not really rocket science, and yet it is a good reminder, I think, to consistently have certain messages in front of you. And sometimes when they're reflected in certain ways, sometimes it gets you in a different, you know, it, it rings true or or you, you kind of snap back to it with something. Um, but listening to particular podcasts, the books I read, et cetera, like all of that always is good for keeping you kind of on track and, and keeping you or keep reminding you that, you know, that this mindset is important. Absolutely. And going back to energy, like your energy very much creates the world around you. And so it's like how you're approaching things. So looking up, you know, things that can inspire you if you do find yourself in this state, like, man, I'm aware that I do have, you know, this mentality of lack around X, Y, Z, you know, looking up the Brian Tracy's, the Abraham Hicks, Neville Goddard's, Tony Robbins, all that stuff. And none of it is rocket science, but all of it is very necessary um, to remind us to kind of expand our thinking and our perspectives Um, in that you can also live a life of gratitude. And it's not saying that that's going to fix everything, but it does change your perspective. It can be like, man, I only got enough money to pay rent this month too. Thank God I got enough money to pay rent this month. Now how, you know, how else can I get some bread to do the other things that I want to do? And then also you, you just said, I believe you said something like, um, we create the world around us. Mm-hmm. And I I think an easier way for me to think about that concept is similar, but like not saying you're creating it, is the fact that in front of you what you see is positive and in front of you what you see is negative. Like it could be whatever you're coming from, right? Um, I love a rainy day or I could look out and be mad at this rainy day because I got to drive somewhere or, you know, glass half full, half empty. So I think it's that it all exists but why put yourself through the trouble of, of having to look through a negative lens mm-hmm. and or you're kind of saving yourself some trouble by not looking through a negative lens. And so to train train yourself to A, be aware of, and B, to be able to flip that. Um, 
So I, I think I think that's something you can kind of get used to. Like when you have a negative thought or, or think something about a person or whatever is around you, just kind of catching it and then trying to flip it. Um, because you want to look at the world as there's options. And you want to look at the world as like there are positives because there are. Um, it's just a matter of kind of what you're focusing on. And also like with... Um, is it Gladiator or one of those movies where it's like whatever wolf you feed yeah, um, is the one that two. grows? And so, again, it's kind of all one of those things where even if you try it and you force it, I think you'll see a difference if you force, like, uh, flipping those negative types of thoughts. Absolutely, and that's a great thing that you can try, like a very practical application. It's like, man, if you come across a situation where you might feel upset or limited or frustrated – Train yourself to also look for the positives. It's like, man, this fucking sucks. Okay, cool, but what can I learn from this? Who could I meet from this? What doors could this open? You know, what lessons did I learn in myself? Kind of just training your mind to look at possibilities, uh, options, choices, resources, just seeing what can come from those situations that, yes, suck, but can also benefit you. And sometimes, I, I think things always happen for a reason. But, you know, even even seemingly negative situations happen to help you meet people or put you in a better situation, even though it might not seem like it in the beginning. So training yourself to be open to that. Mm -hmm. And also think about how you can create win-win situations, um, especially if you work with teams, other folks. Um, scarcity mindset could look like not only you feeling like you lost because of stuff you see with other people, you may be moving in a way where you think you're thinking about like you're trying to win a thing um, or you want to see something else happen to other people based off the way you move or, or work together, collaborate, or do whatever things. Um, and I think to look at it as being on the same team or with whoever you're working with or whatever things you're doing as you move through your day is, okay, how, can, how are we all doing good? And I think moving from a space like that reminds you that we can all be good, like we can all be winning, um, and that it doesn't have to be that I'm trying to grab for things or I have to push you down to get something. Yeah, that's huge. That is super big. So looking at that in your place. And then the last one, I was actually inspired by our episode on imposter syndrome with Stevon Lewis. It's episode 141. If you haven't listened to it, definitely run that back. That was a mm -hmm. gem during um, COVID. But building a treasure trove of evidence to refute scarcity claims in your mind. And what I mean is anytime you feel like, oh, man, I can't you know, spend time with this person because I have to grind until I die to get this project done. Look back at your life. And notice like, oh, man, it is OK sometimes to have a good time or to spend time with friends or, you know, looking back at all the times you made it when you thought you wouldn't, you know, no matter how much money was in your bank account, kind of just building evidence to go against those glaringly negative thoughts that might pop up in your mind whenever situations arise and just kind of going against them. So it's like, hey, you know, my mama needs twenty dollars, but, all I, you know, all I got is 40 in a bank account right now. And it's like, bro, look at look back at your life and notice all the times you were okay whenever you thought you wouldn't be and then kind of start to fight back to those thoughts. Mm -hmm. And especially remember that one key too, if you're in a space where you are doing well, but you're still feeling like a little worried or scared because it's like, oh, actually I have done this and I am doing this and you can look at what you do have instead of thinking about losing it, recognizing that you're the one who was able to make it and you can make it again and that plus more or whatever you want. So again, it's like you've done it not just about like what could happen it may happen it's what you really get done all the time um and recognizing that in yourself so it's very important i think um just especially like it's springtime everybody's kind of getting in like grind mode i feel like a little bit more uh, moving in a space where 
things are changing and now you also want to like have more time in your schedule to be outside or enjoy your friends or you know I think it gets different after winter and so I think this is a good time for this conversation and I want you guys to be thinking about um you know where you fall on the scale like do you tend to be kind of more on the scarcity side or do you feel like you're more full of worry or fear about the things when you think about what you want or when you think about the things you want do you really feel good and hopeful and like yeah I see that I'm on that path um, think about where that is and then which of these tips you make and use to get more on that abundant side of the scale. Absolutely. And it's a lifelong practice. Like, I don't think you just wake up one day like, man, I'm abundant and I'm good. That would be nice. And hopefully I do wake up one day like that. But if it's not just, you know, being kind to yourself through the process and remembering it's a practice to change your mindset on a lot of these things. And a lot of these feelings are two sides of the same coin, like excited and anxious are two sides of the same coin. And it's just, how can you change your perspective to be more excited or be more open um, as opposed to fearful. And so, yeah, hit us at Carly's Couch. Let us know how you're feeling about, you know, abundance and lack and scarcity, what you learned from the episode, what your thoughts are around it. I would love to hear some of y'all's conversation because I'll probably be having, like, thoughtful comments on this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then this week we want to shout out Brian Proctor, who is the founder of Dumas Rum. And the reason why I want to shout them out is because I got a bottle – um, he's actually located in the Maryland, D.C. area. So he's in he's grown very quickly from last year. He was in like four shops. Now I think they're in over 20 something shops. Um, and also he has people in New Jersey, New York and other places that want him to um, stock in their spaces as well. But I wanted to shout them out because I got a bottle and then we did a tasting uh, with him the other day. And it was so smooth, y'all. Like I was sitting here like, you know, you listen to people hype their stuff up and you're like, oh, OK, cool. But it's a rum that's 14 years aged and so it's supposed to kind of give like almost the feel of like a cognac or whiskey. Mm. And yet when you drink it, like it doesn't leave like any alcohol taste really in your mouth. Um, it has a very good molasses flavor, but it doesn't leave like that sugary flavor in your mouth either. It's really good, really smooth. So ever since then, I've had like everybody trying to taste it um, and have gotten onto it as well. So shout out to Dumas for having a really good product and can't wait to see how um, the brand continues to grow. Where can people find them? Um, you can go to... Probably dumasrum.com. I'll have to put it in the link um, because I don't, I think there's some other words like in the site and in their Instagram and all that stuff. Um, but I'll definitely put the website in the notes. And if you want to try it, I think they do ship uh, to most states. Some states have different like politics around alcohol, but um, most places I think you can get it. Shoot, I'm trying to get some ships to LA. Um, and then we always end with the question of the week. And this week's question of the week is Alexia. What are the top three qualities you admire in others? You go ahead first. What? Or just, well, you got to say three different things. Yeah, so, I got you. Um, the top three qualities that I admire in others, uh, one, I would say, is um, people who can be who they are or be themselves when you can tell that they're okay um, being a little weird or off or, you know, going against the grain. Um, another quality that I admire about folks is tenacity. Um, and then a third thing that I admire, uh, I would say is a top quality that I admire is, uh, um, the ability to be a people person where the folks who can just like be charming and talk to people and everybody loves talking to them. I think those are three very important qualities and those are qualities that I admire. Nice. Um, those are all very admirable qualities. I think my top three are, 
I would say creativity. Like, I really just love artists in all forms. Um, people just who kind of are amped about their own stuff and want to design it and want to do it um, and are following their passion. So maybe that's all-encompassing with both of those things. Um, another one are uh, people that are always willing to grow and are okay being wrong. Like, it's okay to not know the answers. It's okay to be wrong, but are always seeking to be a better version of themselves, I think is a better way to put that. Are always, you know, seeking to grow and be a better version of themselves. And then... The third one is kindness, not niceness, not just to make people feel good, but people who are really kind, who might say the difficult thing, even if it hurts people's feelings, but not in a way to intentionally hurt people's feelings, but they're actually just really kind and thoughtful of other people. Those are good. So think about also um, all of you guys, what three qualities would you admire in other folks? And then I would challenge you to think about where you fall with those three things as well. Sometimes I think we admire and get close to other people for having those qualities that we wish we had or think that we wish we had or don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think truly they should be reflections of the things that you're trying to do with yourself as well. So um, think about that. And we hope you got something out of the episode this week. Let us know. Hit us up. Carly'sCouch.com. All the places for posts and comments, etc. And we'll see you next week. Have a good week, y'all.